one. Welcome back, everyone. And no, that is not a mirage. You see a third screen here. We have our, our friend of the podcast, James, and a fellow West Point grad. I can say fellow now that I'm done with the place. Yeah, congratulations, <laughs> man. Thank you. How does thank it feel? You. <laughs> Um, I think it hasn't hit me yet. I think it'll hit me once um, I head to, uh, to Bullock and stuff, but yeah, um, it's a totally different feeling when you like get out of work and you can decide what you want to do with your life. Uh, it's, uh, it's very freeing. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm going to get back into Monday night football, Thursday night football. I mean, it'll be fun, (laughs) but, um, we're joined by, by James as well. Um, and of course, as always, Marshall, Marshall, you have any opening statements? I'll, I'll hand the floor over to you guys before we start with our topic. Like, I'll just, I'll just say quickly, you know, I know we only get, a, you know, a few viewers usually, but last time we had James on, we had that one viewer that we had, man. They're over here fact-checking in the comments. They're over here coming at our throats <laughs> like that. Look, if that person dares to show their face in the comments again, I better be a nice message or I'm going to track you down. I'm going to track your IP <laughs> like I'm some seven-year-old on Call of Duty, okay? I'm coming to come in your house and I'm going to do things to your mom. Okay. So look, do not, I don't want to hear that again. I don't want to hear that garbage again. All right. Where I want to see this now. You guys have to show me all these comments. <laughs> yeah. I mean, last time it was funny because we were talking about like the TV contracts, right? Oh yeah. And, and based on one of us said like the contract was like X amount of dollars or something. And this person's like, Oh yeah, you're off by like $3. And then they just like <laughs> kind of went off a little bit. I'm like, whatever it's funny though yeah i i I assume we're gonna get uh i did do a little bit of research i assume we're gonna get into a little bit of tv contract talk because we will be talking conferences uh but everything that we'll be talking about i think generally is uh not public so we'll have to speak in more generalities this time but uh we'll see where it leads us great i'm excited yeah I'm, i'm excited for this um so Pretty much the, well, we've been like in discussions just about this particular episode for a while, but uh, I guess the can was sort of kicked yesterday when, uh, uh, should, should, we leave, should we leave this Twitter account anonymous, James, or? Uh, uh, no, you know, it's the official army recruiting page. Uh, so oh, I was, talking, I was talking about the Navy, the Navy oh. account. That, that... Oh, yeah, no, let's not, let's not like try to. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, not, not trying to like direct any fire towards him. He great made some good points. That doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, um, he made some great points. But the Army recruiting page posted uh, a graphic about all the Power Five games that Army's gonna play in the coming years, and in um in and in writing below, they had Army in all caps and Air Force and Navy in lowercase with the amount of Power Five games they've played since I think it was was it since Navy joined the American because that would have been a convenient way to frame that argument. Uh, probably. I think it was twenty. I think it was a little bit after. Uh. I could be wrong. I, I, I think it was 2016 and then it was all the way through 2024. So um, I'm not, I think they joined, I think they were part of the American before uh, 2016. Yeah. Um, 2015, 2015. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but yes, convenient. Um, and we can talk a little bit about some of the fair points that I think were made on both sides. Um, but yeah, it was, I, I forget the exact numbers, but army was playing more power five games and things like that. Um, and so it's a recruiting page, right? So they're trying to get kids interested in, you know, hey, uh, come here, you'll get to play in these awesome games. Um, and the argument from the other side is Navy plays in meaningful games all year long. Like we get to have conference games that matter late in the year and Army's playing like Bucknell uh, to prep for Navy, which fine, fair enough. But uh, going forward, that's not necessarily the case. Like this year, our game before Navy is at liberty. So, um, so if you don't think that a 
a probably the, the two most powerful uh, uh, independents other than, you know, non-Power 5 independents other than maybe BYU um, are going to be, there's going to be a heavy hitting matchup in Virginia right before Army Navy. So that, that's not necessarily the case every year. It is, it hasn't been the last couple of years, um, but it doesn't mean it's going going to be that going forward. Um, and then the mm-hmm. other thing is, uh, there's just sort of, a, I think, a, a fundamental disagreement on what uh, high school seniors and recruits are going to find interesting. You know, is it getting to play in meaningful games in, in November, uh, in late November? Um, okay, that that might be interesting to some high school recruits. And you know what? If a Navy page's job is to accurately represent Navy, fine. Then they can, you can go ahead and do that and, and fair enough. Uh, but what Navy's not doing is going into Norman and going into Ann Arbor and going into, um, you know, uh, this year we're going to be at Camp Randall uh, and then we'll be at Tiger Stadium. We'll be at Nayland Stadium um, and, and and not to scoff at the other power five opponents, but we sort of have one marquee matchup like that a year. Um, and, and so, you know, even other schools that have that go and play power five opponents as cupcake games generally do it in their own area. Army's doing it all over the country and they're not being overlooked when they're doing it. And that's super interesting. And I think that that's very attractive to a lot of recruits and the army recruiting page is, is trying to show that. So. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, I, I do, I do agree that these are big venues that the army's playing, but it's sort of like to what ends, um, you know, is it a birth like Navy? Like we can all agree that the path to the new year six pretty much runs through the American and there's been at least th- three seasons where Navy's had a chance in New Year's Six. And, I mean, you can point to those, um, you know, well, so th- those seasons and those meaningful I, I games. I would say Navy's had one year where they were a serious contender for the okay. New Year's Six, and it was 20, uh, 2015. Was that the year uh, where they were, like, going into um, uh, going into the AAC championship? If they won that year, they were going to the Peach Bowl. Um, and then if they, uh, but they lost and then they lost army and they lost their bowl game to La tech. Um, but, uh, so I forget exactly the mechanisms, but I, I don't know that other than maybe one year when you had a, a, a Keenan Reynolds, right. You had one of the greatest athletes to ever football athletes to ever uh, play football at the academies. Um, and generational player, are you ever going to get somebody else like him? And do you really, do you honestly see Navy being competitive for a Peach Bowl in the next three years, four years, maybe five? Um, which gets more into conference talk, but. Yeah, like, I mean, I will say this, like, um, you, you mentioned generational athletes. I mean, we saw Malcolm Perry run for 2000 at quarterback, like four years after Keenan. Uh, and, and even then, I mean, Call us a hot take. I think Xavier Arline, and, and again, this this isn't conference stock, but yeah, I'm yeah. going to shift away from this. But Z- I think Xavier Arline shows flashes of Malcolm Perry, same build, same type of player, but um, hopefully he doesn't. As we'll an, as we'll get a fan. little bit more into Navy's offense when we talk conferences. Uh, so so remind me to bring that back up. Uh, but I have my reservations about – I don't think it was just uh, Keenan Reynolds who was making that offense work, and I don't think it's going to take one individual – it won't just be a generational player. Um, you know, I, I don't think that Malcolm Perry or Xavier Arline are in the same conversation as Keenan Reynolds. And, and, and even if they were, I'm not sure that it would matter because of the rest of the offense, but, uh, we could talk about that later. 
Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, I mean, I will say this: like, there there are t- the American. I guess it's like rotational, you know, in terms of who contends. Like early on, you had uh, let's see, like Houston. Yeah, you had Houston early on in the conference's yeah. history, contending for the New Year's Six. You had then you had UCF, of course, and then Memphis, and now Cincinnati. So it's rotational. So, I mean, I do I do think it would be. Um, I wouldn't say easier, but not out of the realm of possibilities for Navy to make a run in the New Year's Six. Yeah. Um, and especially, too, their, their yearly game against Notre Dame helps them because, like, right there, that's a brand-name victory and, you know, potentially a ranked victory, like, almost every year. How many times have year. they won the Notre Dame but game getting... while in the American? Once? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. just okay. once. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, good, good point, of course. And then, well, I guess getting back to Army, uh, what we talked about yesterday is that, like, the end game. It's like, what are we really playing for? Yeah, the Independence Bowl is cool, but, you know, you got a six and six um, Arizona State team or, or Arizona. I'll pick on Arizona. I won't pick on Marcus on the water. You'll get a six and six Arizona team, um, you know, and, and I mean, the Pac-12 was cool. Like, I'm you know, just saying, I'm but, just saying preseason. What was that ranking? What was that ranking like, like 17, 18? That's nice. Hey, that's big game, big game boomers, man. He, he's a hot take machine. He's a hot he ranked, take machine. Uh, I think he ranked uh, uh, Tuscaloosa as a worse college drinking town than uh, than an app like Navy. So, so Ooh, I, I'm not sure about <laughs> <laughs> boomers' picks on that one, but we'll see. Oh, that's great. But yeah, but yeah, like I mean, the end game, like not to pick on the Pac-12 or anything, like. Those games aren't really huge games. Like the Independence Bowl this year, it's on the it's on the opening Saturday of bowl season. You know, like it gets forgotten, tossed aside. Um, and then in other years, like the Armed Forces Bowl and ESPN Bowl, I mean, it's like it's like what's the end game? So, I mean, like uh, yesterday, I suggested the MAC, and you know, it can you can still schedule like, the same like sort of scheduling footprint that Army has right now. Like they schedule their fair share of MAC schools. And I mean, there'll be like strong teams too. Like Buffalo looks like they're, they're coming on as a program. If you put army in the Mac East um, and then as well, you can have your two like high profile games. You can have like the Michigans, the Wisconsin's the LSU for one game. And then like, you know, of course your Wake Forest Dukes Vanderbilt's as well. Uh, and, you know, still sort of fall like the same scheduling model. Uh, I really don't think much is lost with the Mac. I mean, it's just sort of like the end game. So you're, you're going to the same types of bowls, ESPN bowls, but there's that added caveat of the New Year's Six at the end. Yeah. Uh, well, for, so, so I'll walk through what you said. So first of all, I don't know that I buy the rotational argument in the AAC. Um, I think that you're right early on. It was Temple and Houston, um, and then it was UCF, and now it's Cincinnati. And, and what we're seeing is that what makes a good – I think what makes a good AAC coach or a good AAC team – is a really, really good coach. Um, and as coaches have left, we've seen turnover, right? And I'm, I'm not sure that we're going to see that same turnover because I, I'm, not, um, I'm not convinced that Luke Fickle is going to leave Cincinnati. Um, he was the Ohio State head coach. Nobody saw him as a big-time head coach. Cincinnati's paying him a decent amount. He's got a super stable job. He's you know used to Ohio. He recruits in Ohio well. Um, so, so I don't see Luke Fickle leaving. I don't see Cincinnati being the team every year for the next 15 years, but um, I don't necessarily see as much turnover because he's going to be a coach for a while. Um, and, and, and if you're saying that Navy can get in on that rotation, that might be fine, but then you have to believe that Nima Tolelo is the one to do it. Um, and he's had, I don't know how many years and 
And, you know, he's been successful record-wise in the AAC, but he hasn't, you know, he, he lost one championship game and, and then at the end of a disappointing season and that, and that was it. So, um, so, so that remains to be seen. The jury's still out on, on Navy in the AAC, uh, but, uh, but let's set that aside. Uh, Army in the Mac. Um, so you're right. Part of the question is what are we playing for? Uh, Mike Buddy has done a phenomenal job um, with some of these bowl agreements. I think the independence bowl is, you know, was great for this year, but um, the, excuse me, the Liberty bowl was great for last year. The independence bowl is a good pickup. And now he's got a tie in for the Duke's Mayo bowl, which is a massive payout, um, you know, a much bigger bowl um, for, and I think it's ACC and then the other one rotates between big 10 and somebody else. Um, I forget, but if they ever can't fill a spot army goes in. So, uh, so that's, that's a great goal. Um, you know, uh, uh, that's a bigger bowl than any other service Academy is going to go to, uh, uh, you know, hold the COVID year or something crazy. Like Fenway that. bowl. What's Biggest that? bowl in the game. The Fenway, <laughs> the Fenway bowl. bowl. Yeah. Um, but, but I think there's a great goal there. Um, and then, then it becomes, okay, well, what are you getting out of, in other words, why would an army fan want to join the Mac? And, and I assume that, uh, that you would say along with most, it's, it's the path to the new Year's six, or if after expansion, potentially the, you know, the, the expanded playoff. Um, the question is, is a chance at that worth giving up what army has? Um, and if we're talking about the, and, and then, and then uh, you have to ask, you know, sort of both sides of that. So how often would army be competing for new Year's six? Right. Navy's done it once seriously. They've been an outsider in the conversation a couple of times, but not really. And moving forward, I'm not convinced they're going to be a contender anytime relatively soon. Um, so is it really working out for them? Jerry's kind of still out. So I don't want to like jump full force into a conference saying it's working. Right. Air Force has been a member of a conference for how long? Um, shoot like since the wax inception right like in the 60s. And, and, and okay so after modern you know after in the college football playoff era have they ever been a contender no. No. <laughs> right so 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 the the jury's in on air force i think and the jury is still out on navy um but we'll see i mean then it becomes all right mac wise army's got a cbs deal I bet you more people are watching army games than are watching Kent state games. So you're, you're now giving up part of your TV money for a chance at a new Year's six bowl once every how many years. Um, so that's a lot to give up for something that the jury is still out on in a conference that even if you go undefeated, you're not guaranteed to go to a new year six. I mean, Western Michigan went in a special year where the AAC was kind of down Um and, and I'm not like if, if ball state went undefeated this year and Cincinnati had two losses, I'm not convinced that ball state would go. Wow. Ball state plays Penn state this year. Uh, I will say that. That's true. That's um, true. But yeah. Or if I mean, I was, or, or anybody like if any yeah. Mac team, like, like an undefeated Mac team is not guaranteed to go over a one or two loss American team. That, that's okay. true. In terms, oh, of, ahead, in terms of contracts though, like why, Who's to say that they don't get, you know, a little bigger share of the contract, like a little Boise State action? Oh, you know? I mean, 
so so maybe but that would require the mac really wanting army and i don't think that they do um i mean the mac's got an even number of teams and in order to get army you'd have to pick up umass or yukon um and that's not something that i think that they want to do um if there's an outside shot they could potentially pick up liberty i'm not sure that that's what they want to do um but the whole reason that they that the mountain west gave Boise that action was because Boise was their TV contract, right? Um, Army is not going to be like a Boise to the Mountain West. At least I don't imagine that'd be great. Uh, but <laughs> but I, don't, I don't think that's the case. Um, so I don't think that desire is there. Uh, there's also that Boise was already in the Mountain West, whereas Army isn't in the MAC. Um, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't see that desire being there to give them a bigger cut of the, the pie. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question, Marshall. I, I mean, and another case is Navy, of course, as well, because Navy has kept their CBS Sports Network contract. All their home games are on CBS Sports Network still. Yeah, but they, they, so I can they, see a similar thing working out. Money. Like that Navy doesn't keep that money. Oh, okay. that, that all goes, you know, it gets distributed just like any other TV contract money. So, yeah. Okay. I, I wasn't aware. I thought they kept yeah. that. And they but, also uh, they also yeah. give up their Army and Navy money to be in the AAC, right? So um, – they, they decided that that's the way to do it. But, uh, and, and again, Jerry's still out, but I mean, does army want to give up their half of the army Navy game to the Mac? Like. That's, that's a fair point. Um, well, you brought up UConn and UMass and I, I think, I think that's a, that's a practical idea there to, to add, if you're going to add army, add UConn as well. National brand 2010 Fiesta Bowl participant <laughs> UConn. Um, to sort of get like that Northeastern, like, you know, footprint. Cause you'll have Buffalo, you'll have uh, West Point, and then you'll have Yukon sort of like, you know, Buffalo market and then uh, the New York city market. And then what's to say, you know, the, the Mac can benefit from that. Like, I mean, what's to say that the Mac yeah. chain like moves their title game to MetLife one year uh, because there's almost no meaningful college football happening at that time in the Northeast. And, and really Uh-oh. there's no, there's no meaningful college football that goes on in the Northeast um, outside of uh, uh, if Syracuse happens to have a good year or if Army is nationally ranked, right? So um, uh, I, uh, our podcast over at As for Football did a, an interview with Mike Buddy, the, uh, the AD in Army. And one of the things that he's very clearly working on is a really strong tie to New York City and really trying to make Army football New York City's college football team. Because um, New York City's college football team right now is FCS, right? So if they want big time football, um, they got to come at least to Mikey stadium and, and Mike buddy's trying to make that happen. Um, so I think once that, uh, starts to take place, um, once you start seeing corporate boxes in the, in the East side stands project being sold to businesses in New York, you'll see booze cruises coming up the Hudson river. You'll have buses coming up for corporate retreats, things like that. Um, once that starts to happen and that relationship is there, then it's something that the Mac might want to capitalize on. Uh, but that's not the case now. And, and I don't think that, um, that the Mac is super desirable of Orange County, New York. Beautiful place to live. I mean, it is. Hudson's yeah. nice. I mean, <laughs> the, uh, the, other, the other sort of conference joining issue, which is more of a practical one and less of an ideological one, is that according to Mike Buddy, Army's schedule is booked solid through 2036. Um, so that would be a lot of contracts that they would have to walk back. So, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's fair. That that's a, that's a good point. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I guess we've talked through this whole the, the whole conference thing as well. I mean, and for me, like 
seeing the emergence of Army football, I mean, um, just like over time, especially the 2018 team won the, I'm guessing the final Lambert trophy because they haven't awarded Lambert so, trophy since. Uh, I'm not allowed to talk about this to a certain extent, but I'll, I'll, I would tell you what I can tell you. I have contacted people at, uh, I don't know if they, how they say it, ECAC, Eastern Collegiate Athletic Conference, um, which is a shell of its formal, former self, um, but yeah. still does a lot of good. And um, the, the main guy who was in charge of awarding the Lambert Trophy um, passed away. Um, and they are continuing and figuring out how to continue the Lambert Trophy. They have not yet announced the awards for this year because um, they, they don't only do uh, FBS, they also do FCS, D2, and D3. Um, they have not announced the awards for this year, but what we do know through, they're also going to retroactively award last year's awards uh, and trophies, um, which is all, uh, which is not public yet. And then the only thing that we do know is that army did win it last year in the 2020 season. Uh, and we know that because we've seen it in the, you know, Munkin's talked about it and it's been in the, the, uh, the locker room videos and things like that. So I thought I thought like I thought it was over honestly because like again like you said Northwestern football is yep. a show of itself, um, and I thought you know I thought like we were kind of like the only good team in the Northeast. Um, so see. technically, I mean, not UMass. So they were not considered last year, and I'm not clear exactly why they weren't considered. Um, but uh, uh, um, Liberty uh, was not considered for the trophy last year. Had they been considered, they likely would have won. Um, but going forward, I have been told they will be considered. Yeah, that's interesting because what I remember is uh, all those Big East teams like, you know, West Virginia, um, shoot, who else is like in the southern part, like South Florida and all those other schools were considered as long as they were in the Big East. And like Liberty only played in terms of like a northeastern schedule. They only played like UMass. And, so, I mean, that's, that's so there really are, it. Uh, the way that it worked most recently is there are a series of protected states. Um, and I believe it's Virginia and uh, everything on the coast, Virginia going north. I'm not sure about West Virginia and then Pennsylvania. Um, and then I believe all of New England as well. Um, and those if, if you play your home games in that state, you are eligible. Um, and then the Big East rule, the most recent iteration of the Big East rule was if you were in the Big East and you play more than half of your games, or actually not at least half of your games against schools in those states, which a Big East schedule almost guaranteed, um, then you were eligible for the trophy. But like if Miami, for example, only played five schools from those states in any given year, then they weren't eligible. Okay. Wow. Okay. That makes sense. I'm glad Lambert yeah. Trophy's back. Yeah. Um, so much. Really? I, I am. It, it's a great trophy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is. And, and it's a cool looking trophy. Like there are so many trophies nowadays. Like I hate the the playoff trophy. It's just, a, I think it's just, a, it looks like a yeah. fake Lombardi trophy. Um, the Lambert trophy is a cool looking trophy. Yeah. I mean, it, I, to, I totally agree. I mean, you can't sleep on the civil conflict trophy. Hey, can we throw some respect to the uh, $5 bits of bro uh, broken chair trophy? <laughs> I was about to mention yeah. that one. <laughs> it's to get some respect. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I, Marshall, I want, I want to throw you in here in this discussion. You have any thoughts on like TV contracts, uh, Army joining joining the MAC, even like Conference USA? If Conference USA wants to increase their sprawl even more, 
or really anything. Yeah, I mean, it's like you guys mentioned earlier. I think, you know, the, a big important piece of the Army schedule is having that one-off game at the Power 5 opponent. You know, you mentioned Camp Randall this year. And it's like, you know, I've, I've just, I just think back to like anytime you look at, you know, any non-Power 5 team's Instagram account, right? You start going through those players' Instagrams. What are they posting? They'll post when they score. They'll post, you know, maybe some practice highlights or something. But when else are they posting? They're posting flexing in those big-time stadiums. Those kids, they love to go to those big-time stadiums, man. If you go to a conference, you can't eliminate those big-time games. Even if you're playing, you know, at, you know, the 10 a.m. slot on, like, a Sunday, it's just some garbage slot, right? Even if you're playing some garbage slot, that means a lot to those players. And I think if you want to have a powerful shot at attracting recruits, you got to keep that incentive there. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and the advantage that I think Army has, I mean, I'll have a question for you, Omar. Like, what other team goes to the amount of different locations that army goes to, to play those power five opponents. Um, I mean, I can't really like tell you like right off the bat, but I mean, I know like, like people go anywhere to get their bag, you know, like yeah, to get their bag. I, I, I don't know, man. Like, like most teams stay pretty regional. Um, you know, you don't hear of, you know, uh, uh, say, you know, uh, uh, like when Munkin was at, uh, at, uh, uh not uh, Georgia, Georgia Southern. He went to Florida, knocked him off in Florida, right? He wasn't going to Wisconsin, right? Um, you know, so, so Troy isn't going to play UCLA in, in the in the Rose Bowl, right? I could, I, I don't know if we have him on a future schedule, but it wouldn't surprise me if that happened, right? Army, Army goes all over the country and plays in different venues. And that's one thing is you can be guaranteed as, as a player, right? I'm going to get to play in four really cool big time venues like historic venues but uh navy has touched down jesus every every other year they they got they got no. to play in rudy <laughs> good luck we'll we'll see him in the shamrock series at, at some other historic uh venue i i've seen army notre dame once shamrock series at uh at uh yankee stadium that was the only uh the only shamrock series and uh i also saw by the way like I, I, i'm not just saying all the stuff about navy like not know like i've been to plenty of navy football games i watched plenty of navy football i was at the you talk about a streak ending i was at the 40 whatever 44 year streak ending at notre dame stadium in south bend uh when navy finally broke that so um you know yes it's a big time game but it's the same big time game every other year it's a good point um yeah i i mean it's true, but like Navy's been changing up the venues, and like that's that's like uh yeah yeah you get to go to Ireland. Like, I guess Jacksonville's cool. Um, San Diego, Qualcomm. Uh, they come to they come to San Diego. Yeah, um, twenty eighteen with like that that bad yeah yeah you're right yeah they got a prime um, time slot for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, I guess NFL stadiums are cool. I prefer college stadiums, but yeah, yeah, but they uh, have, they have more character. They're not just corporate. Uh, I mean, I saw Army play in. Uh, uh, out in uh, San Jose, what's that stadium? Levi's. Oh, uh, Levi's, yeah. We played San Jose State. I hated every second of it. An Army won the game like fifty to three. I still hated every second of it. That's a hot take right there. Hated, uh, hate you hated every second of it. Like it was just, it wasn't fun to watch. It was a blowout. Army scored like four touchdowns on off of fumbles <laughs> in the second half. That's Actually, electric. It was in the first half. It's electric the first time it happens. And then the second, <laughs> third, and fourth, you're like, all right, we've seen this play before. And it was in a stadium with no character. Like mm-hmm. there's an NFL stadium. It felt like you were just there to, you know, be another stop of the turnstile. Like, 
It's like it's like when you're you know you go to like a high school basketball game and it's halftime and the teams go off and then the little kids come on and start shooting around it, shooting around. <laughs> <laughs> I mean no, but, but honestly, like where would you rather go watch a game? Like pick the wh- wh- other than say hold four NFL stadiums, right? So like Soldier Field, uh, 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 Green Bay. Get, I, are there any other big time NFL stadiums that are like historic? Well, I was going to say Oakland Coliseum, but I forgot the Raiders aren't open nope. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like I would much rather go see like some, like I'd, I'd rather see Kent state play at, at home or Toledo play at home where like the fans are into it. It's an electric crowd. It's built for the college. It's built for the fans. It's not built to just get as many people through the door as possible. Like it has character it's not just a corporate, you know. No, I'm with, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, 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 I want college football to stay in college football stadiums. I don't want to stay the hell out of baseball stadiums. Oh, man. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know if we can start ah, no. that. <laughs> All right. We, did, we just got to add an hour to this, to this Zoom right here. <laughs> right. Oh, hold no. on a second. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I, for one, am a huge ballpark football fan. I, I, like, I plan on going to the Fenway Bowl every single year I can. I, I enjoy seeing – college football in historic settings so like fenway would be cool what i can't stand is i'll be going to army air force in dallas in arlington this year uh at the globe life field and as an army fan you have to pick between sitting in the air force section sitting in the end zone or sitting 60 yards offset from the field so it's you know it it just kind of stinks And, and if it's a bowl game it's a little bit different because Fans get mixed. It's uh, you know I'm I'm okay with that, but for a yearly game like that, a rivalry game, I and and I don't think it's going to continue after the two year contract they signed because it sounds like Air Force's side can't sell tickets. Ooh, hey, I mean that's fair. I mean, I think it's a fair point, but like for me, like it, it depends on the ballpark. You know, like it's great, like looking, you know, the, the field alignment. You know, looking like the, I went to a high school game at Fenway in 2017, and I was sitting. You know, the field was like laid in front of the green monster. It was a beautiful view. Went to Princeton. I got Princeton Dartmouth uh, 2019 and sat, you know, um, you know, behind home plate, overlooking the teams going towards Monument Park. I mean, Globe Life. Wait, so, wait Princeton and Dartmouth played uh, where? Uh, Yankee Stadium. That was the sesquicentennial uh, oh, okay. game. Um, gotcha. Yeah, that was the real game of the century that day. Not Alabama LSU. I just want to cl- clear that up. Correct. Um, both teams were undefeated. <laughs> But yeah, like it just depends. Like Globe Life, Globe Life Field or Park, whatever the heck it's called nowadays. I don't know yeah. if it's a field or park. Like well, they just uh, built the new one. It's uh, Globe Life Field, I think, is the new one. Field, yeah, Globe Life Field. Um, it, it's it's like kind of plain. It's like your RoboCop like field nowadays. It's not a historic venue. Like it means nothing to me. Like getting to watch a college football game, like Harvard, uh, Yale, they played at Fenway one year. Like that's cool. Like you see the Green Monster, you're playing. That's a historic game in a historic venue. I'm totally cool with that. As an army fan, I don't want to watch the triple option from 60 yards away. That doesn't interest me at all. I mean, it's like, it's like those like high, like film cuts. So you like, you see everything, you see the linemen, you know, you can really get into it. I I generally like, like when I, so when I was at, when, before I graduated, my parents got season tickets to army and the tickets they got were 50 yard line all the way up right underneath the press box, which was the best way to see the option but you were like on the field. So it was closer to bird's eye. Now you're high up, but you're super far away. 
you're watching ants play on, a, uh, on the field. So yeah, and I mean on my, on my corporate track too. I mean, it's like Omar. We went over to that that Cheez It Bowl there at Chase Field in Phoenix. Ugh. I will How say that? <laughs> it, it's like you know the the, the Cheez It Taco. I think was something to remember, but beyond that, <laughs> right. you know, it was a little bit a little bit forgetful. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm I'm just for a yearly rivalry. I don't I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, this year seems to be the year of ballpark football. I mean, you got Northwestern Illinois and, and Wrigley, and then you got Holy Cross Colgate at a, the most expensive minor league ballpark ever built in my old hometown of Worcester, Massachusetts, Polar Park. Yeah. So it should be exciting here. But I want to go to that point you've mentioned about the option, like uh, about it being more than, I guess, a problem with like – or a, a, the solution being more than a quarterback. Because like Marshall and I did yeah. a podcast in the fall about uh, how anemic their offense was early on in the year. And it was it was the worst early offense on. they'd had. You talk about Navy? Yeah, I'm talking about like this year, like early on <laughs> All year, year long, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think I, I looked prior to the Army-Navy game. So this does not include the Army-Navy game. Uh, but I I looked up just for my personal account and, and the, as for football account, the um, – we had they had fewer than a hundred yards rushing. Or, for, it was like under three hundred yards rushing throughout the season by their quarterbacks. I mean, it was it was really bad. Um, and some of it early in the year you can attribute to like the practicing without tackling or contact or whatever. Um, but. <sighs> So this gets into the whole, is the Navy experiment in the AAC working? Um, as I said, Jerry's still out. Part of the problem with the way that Navy runs the triple option is they're super quarterback centric. Um, so Malcolm Perry led a Navy team to whatever they were, uh, nine and three, 10 and two before the bowl or whatever it was. I forget their overall record um, two years ago. But it just seemed like every time I watch a Navy game, it was Malcolm Perry bailing out the offense. Like their their fullback would pick up two yards. They'd go to the outside and the guy wouldn't pick up anything. And then on a third and eight, third and seven, it would be a broken play and Malcolm Perry would end up two yards past the line of scrimmage, right? So um, it, it certainly wasn't by design. He was really good, but nobody around him was making – as much of an impact as say the surrounding cast in the Keenan days. I mean, we, we all remember Keenan for all of his touchdowns compared to the amount of touchdowns he had. He did not have a lot of yards. He was a touchdown vulture. The fullback would pick up like 60 yards on a run, end up on the one or two yard line. And then Keenan would run it in. Right. So like, don't get me wrong. Very impressive athlete, very generational talent, but touchdown vulture, right. His, his stats were padded when it came to touchdowns. Um, and he had really good fullbacks and really good a backs that picked up a lot of yards for those teams. Um, the last two years for Navy, the number one offensive player returning has joined the transfer portal. Last year, it was Perry Olson was the guy that I was most scared of. And this year it was, um, Carruthers, what's his name? Jamel yeah, Carruthers, Jamal, yeah. Jamal Carruthers. Um, they enter the transfer portal for whatever personal reasons they have. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to get on anyone for that, but like as an army fan, the single offensive player I was most afraid of going into the season will be gone before the army game. So, um, I mean, they are, our line shows flashes. Yes. Uh, he's fast. He had that one run 
in to you know the, the or the two runs really but the the one really good run in the army navy game this year to put them on the four yard line or three yard line uh in the first drive of the second half um but it wasn't malcolm perry level like he wasn't evading defenders in a crazy way like he he had a seam and he executed the seam really well and he got a long run out of it like it wasn't it wasn't a crazy read like you'd see out of perry um so, or, 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 you know, crazy read for a run or, or a crazy option read, like you'd see at a Keenan or something. Um, so we'll see, but I, I just don't see the supporting cast there. I don't see the O line there. Um, they don't have a fullback that I'm afraid of. They don't have an A back that I'm afraid of. Um, and not to say that army's offensive line is, is fantastic. Uh, but they have a backs, B backs and quarterbacks to be scared of. Um, they have almost everyone is returning except for one uh, backup be back. So, um, you know, I, we'll see if it works. I don't, I think that joining the conference is generally a good idea for Navy, um, but we'll see if it continues to work. Um, and, and by the way, we talk about the Mac army joining the Mac, like the American has a spot open, right? Um, I just don't think that Navy would allow army to join the, the American. So I don't think that's going to happen. And and I think the ACC doesn't have anything to gain out of it. So I think Army's staying independent for a while. Wax coming back, though. What's that? The WAC. <laughs> the WAC. <laughs> Army, Army to the WAC. That should be your – like, I know you change your Twitter handle, like, every two months. Your next Twitter handle should be Army to the WAC. <laughs> I'll, I'll consider it. But, yeah. I mean, I've heard, I've heard the quarterback-centric argument um, a lot. And I think this year was, like, huge evidence for that because, I mean, no offense to, like, those quarterbacks from Navy. I think they would have done well in Army system because you saw, like, Army had five quarterbacks get, like, get snaps this year. And there's a six, six one. Quarterback, the, five starters. Five six starters. Six get snaps. Yeah, yeah wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't know it was that much. And then a seventh, um, Jabari Laws. Like hurt in 2019, he's coming mm-hmm. back. So there's seven quarterbacks in the mix. Like yeah, I think one of them can play. One of them graduated. So it's yeah. I think there are like five returning guys that they're keeping in the quarterback role. Um, I'm expecting Tyre Tyler to be the starter on the first day. Um, I think Cade Ballard might get moved to a, an A back tight end role. We'll see. Sort of like a heavy, heavier A back role because um, you have Robinson on one side, super skinny, super quick, can take that pitch. Um, but I'm also I also think that that if you put Rob the fast guy on one side uh, to the left, say, and then you have a beefy guy as the B back on the right, now you have linebackers and safeties trying to guess whether they need to cover the fast guy or cover the guy who can break tackles, um, and that just seems like a nightmare for um, for defenses. So that would interest me a lot too. I'll be honest, like looking at Navy system, I don't think a guy like Jaden Daniels, Arizona state would be able to do well in that system. I, I mean, Marshall can correct me on this, but I mean, I, I just don't think he, he'd be able to. I don't think that's the beauty of Army's system is there. It's, it's very center. Like it, it, it's, it, it's fullback and dive. It, it's, it's fullback dive and also quarterback dive. Cause they do a lot of that too. Where they'll just fake the fullback dive and follow them. Um, but it's up the middle, right? It, that's where it's focused. We establish up the middle, and then we beat you on the outside when you're not ready for it. Um, Navy's the opposite. They try to pick up on the outside a lot more than they do up the middle. And um, and when they had good fullbacks to bail them out, that was awesome. But now they don't because their number one fullback isn't returning. Um, so so we'll see. I will say, like you said, every – I would say – I won't say every – 
uh, not their starter for the year, not the throwing quarterback they had, but the other two, Tiger and Arline, I think could both excel in Army's offensive scheme. I think that maybe one of Army's quarterbacks could excel in Navy's offensive scheme, which like their scheme might be better, more efficient if you have the right personnel, but it takes a lot to have the right personnel. And they haven't had, they had, they had one good year with Malcolm Perry out of his three and they had Keenan Reynolds um, in in recent history. And and that's been it. And other years they haven't been good. Uh, I mean, that, that's, that's a good point. I I do agree. And um, yeah, I think, I think it's interesting. Like you mentioned like uh, Navy quarterbacks and their application in army system. I want to imagine like, Zach Aby in army system because he Zach was another Aby, touchdown vulture. Like he was a, well, he's a touchdown vulture, but he was a beefy D like, I, I don't know why they keep going to these skinny quarterbacks in army system. I'd prefer a beefy guy. Um, I just want a bruiser because I don't think our O-line's good enough for a non-bruiser, but that's just a personal opinion. Like, could you imagine Zach Aby like following a fullback up the middle? <laughs> like, imagine being a linebacker and watching a fullback come up the middle, try to block you. And then you have Zach Aby behind him that you got to try to tackle. It, I mean, that's what that's what Ahmad Bradshaw was, right? Aby uh, was probably a little bigger than Bradshaw, but Bradshaw was tough as nails, and that's what it was. I mean, you, you just couldn't tackle the guy because there were a, there was a beefier dude or two in front of him. So, but I don't know. I I, I think that you're right. Army system is plug and play, and that gives them a lot of uh, that gives them a huge advantage year to year. I think there's a reason why Army's won, you know, four of the last five Army Navy games, three of the last four commanders and chiefs. Like is it gonna are you gonna be the best service academy team in history by running it? No. But are you going to be the best year over year over year? I think so because you can take any personnel and just put it in. Uh, I, I agree. And um I think uh I think it's a good note to close on. Yeah. Uh there's any any final thoughts, uh, Marshall, James? No, I'm, I'm all good. Yeah, uh, nothing else. Just word as for football. And as I said, I told you, um, you know, we do a, a, a roundtable podcast. Over, we're starting a roundtable uh, podcast over there where it's basically, hey, it's Thursday, it's Friday, whenever we're going to release it. Uh, I don't know if the schedule is uh, quite hammered out yet, but um, here's what – here's as Army fans, as, as fans of college football, here's what we're watching this weekend. Here's what we think about it. We're not offering a lot of opinion. Uh, we're reporting the news and just kind of saying, here's what we're interested in this weekend. Um, here are our picks. Here's, you know, if you want to, you know, follow along, you know, come join us. So uh, we'd love to have, uh, have you on as a, as a guest for there and let us hear your picks um, and, and hear what makes you tick on uh, Saturdays in the fall. Oh, Ivy League. Ivy League and Patriot League. Only two, <laughs> only two leagues. <laughs> only two leagues I mess with. Man, they're, they're, I won't say they're the best football, but they're fun to watch. It's it's the history. They're they're the history majors leagues. That's what they yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, and and by the way, I don't know how, like they just started televising it a couple of years ago. That Coast Guard Merchant Marine Academy. Oh game. yeah, that's right. A lot yeah. of fun. A lot of fun to watch. Yeah, so. that was this year. That that was a result of the pandemic. Uh, that one like snuck onto ESPN three this year. Yeah, I, I think that. they they televised it a couple of years ago, like not on the internet, on like okay. an actual channel, maybe ESPN U or something like that. But it was a weekday game. Um, but yeah, that was a fun game to watch. I mean, it's kind of like mini Army Navy. Yeah, uh, and it's earlier in the season, so it gets you revved up for for the big game. I, I will say this, I guess to close, I would love to see like now that you say that, 
like a pretty much like three-way block like a power hour of like air force <laughs> navy slash army and then next up after that you got coast guard merchant marine then after that you got citadel vmi just like cbs broadcasting that like could you imagine that <laughs> Just like military Saturday, yeah, and military on Saturday. November sixth, you have like all three games lined up. I would, yeah. I mean, if I weren't going to the game this year, and if they had that, I would be on my couch, like sprinting to pee so that I could watch every second of it. <laughs> I mean, hey, C- CBS, we gave you an idea. I mean, because CBS loves the troops. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. uh. Until next time, James, thanks for joining as always. Uh, Marshall, you'll see us again. Um, You'll see us again sometime as well. Um, But until next time, peace, love, and soul, everyone. I look forward to the comments.